scholars have been studying the most powerful force in the universe for centuries. Let's talk about it on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. It's not ionic bonds or covalent bonds or gravity. It is the most powerful force in the universe. In the studio, we have Jonathan, Sebastian, Callie, and myself, Justin Kim, and you're watching Inverse, and we're so glad you have decided to join us in our study on the Book of Romans. So, hey guys. Hi. Uh, we've been Aloha. talking about uh, Book of Romans, salvation from week to week, and I'm very excited about chapter 8. Yeah, chapter mm-hmm. 8 is like this apex, this climax that we've been building up for about seven, eight weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to get into the scriptures. So, let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 31 through 39, but before we read, Sebastian, can you pray for us? Yes, sir. Let's pray. Our Father, we are grateful for your word and... We're grateful, Lord, to be here today. We ask, Lord, that as we study the good news of Romans chapter 8, Lord, that our spirits would be lifted, that um, it would grant us excitement, hope for the future. Mm -hmm. And, Lord, that you may bless us with clarity and understanding in all that Paul is trying to say is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 31 through 39. And if you're watching out there, we want to really encourage you to take out your Bibles, get it out, and open up to Romans. Either go to the table of contents and find where Romans is, or if you know where Romans is, go there. <laughs> go to chapter 8, and in most translations, it's after chapter 7. And mm. go to verse 31. And Callie, if you can read it for us, we appreciate it. <laughs> <Which> translation <laughs> is it not? Okay, verse 31. <laughs> what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus Mm. our Lord. Okay, so the book of Romans is awesome, but Romans Mm -hmm. chapter 8 does take the cake of (laughs) chapters, yeah. Uh, Even that last uh, part that you read, just just beautiful. Mm -hmm. You see most, he busts out into like poetry and he's just going and then just, you know, flying out into places. Um, so, hey, uh, Jonathan, what uh, for so, those who may be watching for the first mm. time this episode, uh, kind of cover us from 1 through 7, sure. and let's jump into 8. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Romans chapter 8, as you said, is the apex, is the, you know, almost the, the final part of the crescendo in, in, in Paul's argument for salvation. Yeah. But it starts in chapter 1, really, mm-hmm. where God, in, uh, not God, well, God through Paul introduces us to the concept of salvation mm-hmm. uh, and how beautiful the gospel is and how important it is. Chapter yeah. 2 
and chapter 3 cover uh, the reality that we are all sinners, whether you're Jew or Greek or pagan or barbarian, mm -hmm. we're all sinners, we all need Jesus. Mm -hmm. Chapter 4 gives us the prototype of what it means to trusting God and how we obtain salvation mm -hmm. uh, through the story of Abraham, Abraham. Mm -hmm. and he received righteousness by faith. Mm -hmm. Chapter 5 introduces us to the reality that yes, we are in the lineage of Adam physically, but Jesus became our new Adam and so we are called now to join uh, him in 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 this uh, in this allegiance of righteousness of and and he is our a new Adam spiritual renewal takes place salvation takes place in Jesus chapter six and seven then you're doing a great job yes this is, this is awesome. chapter six and chapter Amen. Seven. next week <laughs> chapter six and chapter seven focus then on on uh, you know the, the now that I have given my life to Jesus what does that look like mm -hmm. what are some of the challenges mm -hmm. you know we have a sinful nature how do we deal with that in our lives and and then chapter 7 talks about that struggle, but it comes to a, a, you know, a, an end here. And if I can read it real quick, chapter 7, verse 25, uh, 20, actually 24. 724. He says, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then he says, so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. He's saying that I, I want to serve God. I know that I don't have the power in myself to do it. And in chapter 8, you know, the mm -hmm. first section that we didn't read talks about how, you know, with the Holy Spirit's help, this is possible. Mm -hmm. And this is where we end up uh, where we are today. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that's kind of I, I really love the writings of Paul because for those of you who are out there who may be Bible journal journaling or if you're using our online Bible study guides, which you can go to inversebible.org and you can download and get all the entire series of inverse Bible study guides, especially this quarter on the Book of Romans. Uh, each chapter has a particular word. Yeah, Paul does this. Mm -hmm. He kind of gets fixated on his one word and just says it over and over and over and over. So in chapter 5, he's saying one, 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 one. One man, one man, one man. One man caused it to happen. One man caused it to un unhappen. <laughs> Undo it. Yeah. Uh, Undo, yeah. Yes. Chapter 6 is dead, 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 dying, 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 death, death, dead, 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 dead. Chapter 7 is la, 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 la. Wow. And then chapter 8, the golden question is, what is that word that's repeated? in chapter 8 over and over and over again mm -hmm. and everyone's looking down in their Bibles and searching for it and it's the word spirit spirit, yes. spirit, 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 spirit or spiritual or spirit, spirit, right. spirit, spirit and it's, this is really the secret to Bible study to see that repetition mm -hmm. and for those of you who are Bible journaling I'm a Bible journaler myself I ha highly advocate that you write the Bible verses out uh, for those of you who are addicted to your thumbs <laughs> uh, on the digital <laughs> world uh, using your own, own whole hand is a great exercise for, for scribe being out the, 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 the text. That's true. So, what's good, Sebastian, what's going on in chapter 8? Why does he all of a sudden bust out into the Holy Spirit and the Spirit? Well, I think the first thing that he's trying to establish is two basic realities. Mm. Number one is that now that you're in Christ and you have this relationship with Jesus, mm -hmm. there's no condemnation. Mm -hmm. So, you're going through That's this verse struggle. One, yeah? Right, yeah. in verse 1. Mm -hmm. So, he says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, mm -hmm. who do not walk according to the flesh. And I'm going to pause there for a second mm -hmm. because now he's establishing that you're you're in this struggle of Romans 7 but the difference is you're in Christ yes mm -hmm. so now as you're going through this struggle you don't have to worry about if you're condemned mm -hmm. but now how do I continue to live life between you know the first verse of there's no condemnation to nothing can separate me from mm -hmm. being in Christ mm -hmm. that's right and the love that's present so I'm in Christ nothing can separate me from that love from being in him but life is not that simple in between. Mm -hmm. And that's the second part where he says, but you're walking according to the spirit. Mm -hmm. yes. 
So everything that's filling in that I'm I'm in Christ, I have a relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm eventually crescendoing right to this. Nothing will ever be able to separate me from the love of God and being in that relationship with Him. But these struggles is all overseen, led, guided, filled by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's that thing that I fills it in. The, the, that you said there is a struggle. Yes. There, there is a, a dissonance, a tension, this, mm-hmm. oh, this, I don't know, groaning and, and, <laughs> yes. and going on. Yes, he does on. mention that. Uh, yeah, he does mention that. And, <laughs> right. And, uh, the creation groans, but there is this, on, on one level, we got this, but we got this, and the right. two will continue to grind at each other, but still we have, can have victory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just yes. love that. There's that, that trajectory that he's pointing right. to. Jonathan. I just want to add to that. And mm-hmm. Paul doesn't talk much about this here, but it's important that I think for us, uh, to have that in mind that, what is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is one of the persons of the Godhead. Mm. And it, when Jesus, before he left and went to heaven, he said, I'm not going to leave you orphan. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who will be with you and in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, the Holy Spirit is the promise of God's presence in right. your life, right. which means that he will bring whatever Jesus wants in our life into reality in our hearts. He, mm-hmm. Through the Holy Spirit, Jesus is present in our lives. Jesus is being reproduced in our lives. Mm-hmm. A character transformation takes place. So, so the Holy Spirit is God's presence. It, it is God in us. Mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, the ultimate um, promise of God when you think about yes. it. You know, in the Old Testament, it talks about Emmanuel, God with us, right? The promise of the Messiah. He will come to us. Mm-hmm. But that is not enough. Mm-hmm. God wants to literally live in us and mm-hmm. with us and be, you know, He wants to connect us with Him in that spiritual sense. It's just a mind-blowing concept mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. think about it. The, the Holy Spirit is one of the most powerful forces in the universe. Yes. Yes. Uh, this, this chapter uh, talks about love being one of the most powerful forces in the universe. We talk mm-hmm. about hope being one of the most powerful universe. And, and we're not going to hear... Uh, and compare the, the three and, and what's not, because that, that's just a fruitless exercise. Correct. But um, uh, piggybacking on, on, on Jonathan, verse 26, mm-hmm. verse 26 of chapter 8, the Bible says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps yes. in our weakness. What a promise. <laughs> for we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So here we are groaning, and creation is groaning, groaning. but the Holy Spirit is groaning, mm-hmm. and, then he's, and the Holy Spirit is interceding on our behalf. So this yeah. good news is this. Good news is this. Like struggling Mm -hmm. is a good sign. Yes. There's a sign of life. Sign of life. You're living. You're striving. But remember, he's talking about you were dead in trespasses and sins, right? So there's a component that if you're alive, then you're struggling against the flesh, against the weaknesses. And that means that the Holy Spirit is active in your life. And it's always the case of the devil that whenever God is leading you to a victory, he's going to act up before God fully accomplishes that. Mm -hmm. Because he knows he doesn't have a lot of time. So he's like, what can I do before I get expelled from this situation? And it's just like somebody who's, you know, throwing a scene. I was at the DMV renewing my tag and the guy was upset that the lady's like, you cannot renew it. You don't have the right paperwork. And the line was like out the door, down the sidewalk, around the building. And he was like, I'm not always around the building. Right. (laughs) 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 And he's like, I'm not getting to the back of the line. Right. And she's like, sir, I don't have, I don't have to call security. (laughs) And so because he realized he's about to get expelled and he has to get to the back of that long line again. I mean, he literally just threw a scene and security had to carry him out of the TV. And you're just like, 
it's the devil is the same way. He's mm. about to get expelled mm. from your life. The influence yeah. of sin is about to get expelled. So let me throw a big scene because I'm about to be gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think what, what Sebastian is saying is really important that um, while there, the struggle is part of it, but we talk about, you know, um, we rest in Christ. We have that, you know, that that peace which we celebrate on the Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. We, we rest in our salvation. And that is exactly Paul's point. You rest, you are uh, you have justification. You rest in Him, mm-hmm. but then there is still uh, a work that's being done. That work does not merit towards your salvation because mm. Jesus provides all right. those merits, right? That's right? But it's important that there is rest. Yes, we can rest assured that we have, you know, when we're walking with Jesus, we have salvation. Mm-hmm. But Jesus wants us, you know, to grow, and that's where the struggle comes in. It's kind of like, you know, you, you join up for a, a you know, a, what do you call it, fitness studio, like an athletic club. Mm-hmm. You, you have a membership, but just because you can't lift weights doesn't mean they're going to kick you out, right? You are right. in there <laughs> to grow and to, you know, be strengthened, mm-hmm. and it's a process. Uh, and they're not going to throw you out just because you can't well, run there, more there, than, There's know. a couple gyms that'll throw you out. Right? <laughs> so I want to ask, like, is there a difference <laughs> between those hey. who may struggle and those who may struggle without God? Yeah, we're all in this struggle together. What is the difference between the struggle before Jesus and the struggle after Jesus? We'll talk about it after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. Um, we're going to go to Romans chapter 8, verse 5. And uh, Kelly, can you read that for us? Yes, I can. Verse 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. All right, so uh, I set up the question, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there's, uh, struggle is good, mm-hmm. right? But struggle before Jesus, mm-hmm. a lot of people do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe some, not everyone, but there, there, it's a real thing. Still, yeah. And there's struggle after Jesus. So what in the world is the difference between the two, Kelly? Yeah. I mean, the answer is found even in that verse. Yeah. And I love the practicality of it where you set your mind because it's not talking about like walking with the spirit, not walking with the flesh. It's like, what does that mean? Mm, wow. And this is, this is the cornerstone of what it means of where you're setting your mind. Mm-hmm. And an easy way for me to kind of really understand what this is talking about, just reflecting on my own experience. Mm. Because I became a Christian when I was about 17, and I struggled before I was 17. There was, there's, it's really hard to be a teenager, honestly. Mm. And mm. there was lots of struggles. <laughs> it's hard, man. I don't want to repeat those years. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> and I remember struggling those years, but my, my mind was not set on Christ. Mm-hmm. My mind was not set on, on prayer or communion. It was set on my struggle, mm-hmm. and it was set on myself and set on strategies to try to get out of the struggle or minimize it, which never worked. And so I look back on those old journals and I'm like, there is no Jesus in these books. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just struggle. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the difference, I think, because when we set our minds on Christ, we're not focusing on the struggle. Mm-hmm. We're focusing on the solution giver mm-hmm. and we're focusing on the one who gives us victory. And so you only focus on the struggle as much as redirects your attention to Christ. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it, certain struggles might look the same outwardly. Mm-hmm. But it's just, where is my mind? Where is my confidence? Where is, where 
where am I trying to go? Where am I trying to find my help from? Mm-hmm. Is it from my own strategies and my own like pulling myself up, or is it like Jesus, please mm-hmm. come into my life and yes. give me this victory? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. It, it reminds me of a, um, a C.S. Lewis quote where he says, you know, you don't judge a man by where he is because you don't know how far he has come. That's yeah. right. And this idea that sometimes when we come to Christ and we're thinking about our struggle, we're not realizing how far we've ha- we have actually come. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like we have a short memory. We forgot what it was like to be stuck in this every single day. And now it's like, well, I only fall once every four months mm-hmm. or I only make this mistake every once in a while when before this was your way of life. Always. <laughs> and in that sense, it's like, yeah, you may not be 100 percent there, but look how far you have come. So don't judge yourself yeah, by yeah, necessarily yeah. where you are, yeah. but look back and see how God has led you mm-hmm. from the mess that was your life in in the past? If I were to, I I need to think of it in terms of abstract terms. And so I just see it as one is this infinite... No never-ending struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe if you can make it a more of a, a normal, normal uh, object, a normal version is like <laughs> I hate running. Uh, so you're on this <laughs> treadmill, and it's a never-ending treadmill. Oh, that sounds right. terrible. Right. And you, treadmill, treadmills are, are horrible. So the struggle, you're, you're horrible. going through the I can't breathe, I'm, I'm sweating, I hate this experience, yeah, but it's, it's on forever. Yeah. Whereas, well, as opposed to that, I've never run a marathon, but or a regular race is right. you the, you run outside, and there's actually ground that you have covered. And there's actually more ground, but at least you see an end goal. You go through the same experience, but then you also have someone running with you. And so it's a lot, it's a different, it's a different different experience. I want to go to uh, verse 18 is is where I'm getting all of this this imagery (laughs) from. Verse 16, uh, verse 18, sorry. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Mm-hmm. So we see Jesus. Jesus gives us strength of the Spirit now. Mm-hmm. Then we see kind of the end goal of we're going to become like Jesus. Right. And then through time, you know, like I still may have the same struggles, yeah. but I have victory over some of the struggles. Mm-hmm. I'm a better person today than I was yesterday. Yes. But right. I still have a way to go when I see Jesus. So there, mm-hmm. it's kind of this kind of, I don't know, GPS coordinates where we are and there's kind of a, a, an, an ecosystem that, 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 that I know where I am where I'm at Jonathan and, the, and Kelly and that's a, oh, sorry it's okay <laughs> there's a, if you jump 18 verses 4 to verse 36 <laughs> <laughs> well, I get a little nap in here I got a brain working <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, it's, it's kind of reiterating what you're saying it says here actually verse 35 he says, he says who separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation distress persecution famine nakedness peril sword you know so this is maybe more of the external uh, things mm. we talk more of the internal struggle, but the external struggle of living a righteous life are, are real. I mean, mm-hmm. there's persecution taking place. People are suffering. Yeah. Um, and even if you're faithful to God, you know, the devil gets onto your case. Mm-hmm. Verse 36, as it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. So this is a reality, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yet, verse 37, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So while we have um, the Holy Spirit helping us with the internal struggle, he also gives us strength to go walk through the external struggle. Mm-hmm. And even those struggles that we now see as so huge will in the light of eternity become insignificant. Mm-hmm. So this is, of course, not always easy to, uh, to, to deal with when it comes to our feelings and emotions in the moment, but we can, we can trust that God will walk with yeah. us through it all because this is the whole point of this chapter, that God is with us. He's for us. He's in you. He's yeah. going to walk and, with you. And keep in mind that he's talking about tribulation and distress yes. to the church in Rome, mm-hmm. right, yeah. which right. is under heavy persecution. Mm-hmm. So he's clearly recognizing that you are probably going through some external problems. You're going through distress and persecution and starvation and famine, but that hasn't separated you from the love of God. Right. And I think that undergirds the the path and the 
the wherewithal we need to mm. continue to experience that victorious life, yeah. which says like, well, just because my circumstances have gotten worse doesn't mean my relationship with Jesus has gotten worse. Yeah. Right. Doesn't mean his love has weakened or that I've damaged and put a chip in the armor of his mm. eternal love. It's like, well, somehow it will work for everybody else. But his love is not <laughs> is not going to last for me. Right. I'm going to wear it out. And I think that's what Paul is trying mm-hmm. to drive us towards yeah. through that experience. It, it makes me uh, to want to be cognizant of the current sufferings I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and it's, it's, it's weird because it, our, our current generation wants to get away from suffering as much as yeah. possible. We want to mm-hmm. binge watch and, and, you know, Netflix escape. and whatever. Netscape? Netscape? I said Netscape. That's escape. Netscape. From like 20 years Too ago. Too far back. Like that's 80, a new word. Back. Netscape instead of Netflix. Um, Too far back. Yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. <laughs> um, so, like, we want to get away from it. But Christianity embraces suffering in a sense. Right. Not that we're becoming, you know, sadistic. Masochist, and, and, yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. And, yeah, and, and, and embracing it. But, you know, as a single person, and those of you out there who may be single, you, we, there are certain sufferings that single people experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then right. when you're married, <laughs> there are certain sufferings that married people right. experience. Speak for right? yourself. But, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then when you have kids, there, you experience so much suffering uh, as a parent. <laughs> Help us and Lord. then when, you're, when your children grow up and they're teenagers, there are certain sufferings there. And then there's midlife. And then there's when the kids leave. I mean, so every stage mm-hmm. has its sufferings yeah. and rather than wanting to escape from chemical or entertainment or, or whatever it is whatever choice you have Christianity and through the strength of Christ and the Holy Spirit and the love of right. God we are there is an end goal mm-hmm. yes. and so it makes me not want suffering more but acknowledges its presence right. and say, hey, how does this make me more like Jesus as a result? Mm. Rather than just trying to find every way to get away from it. Right. Yeah. Whereas before Christ, it's yeah. these before things exactly. exist, they're going to be here forever, and i got to get away from it. And right. life is a a search away from suffering. Right. John, and Paul, I mean, Paul speaks from his own experience. You read the book of Acts, you know what he went through. I mean, he, he went through much more than we probably all will ever go through, being stoned and shipwrecked and all those things. And then, of course, martyred in the end. But in verse 28 in chapter 8 here, uh, Paul is making a powerful point. He says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. So the promise here is, if you are walking with Jesus in the way we just you know, explained, all the suffering, all the struggles, whether internal or external, will have, uh, God is going to be using that in order to, you know, shape your character and lead you on. That means you can embrace it, even if it's hard, you know, from a flesh, you know, perspective. You say, okay, I will, I will accept what comes. Mm-hmm. Um, that does not mean, of course, that we have to put ourselves into, you know, harm's right. way or yeah. accept abuse and those kind of things, but it means that we right. can, uh, yeah, we can right. know that God will help us through the struggle and He will give us wisdom in direction in, in the whole process. And He has an end goal for us, which is, of course, glorification. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's go to, I have a question in verse 15. Uh, let's pick them from verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom mm. we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children and heirs and heirs of God, then join heirs with Christ. And if indeed we suffer with him that, he may, that we may also be glorified 
together. I got two questions. What is Abba Father? Is that some Swedish, uh, uh, <laughs> Swedish? word there, Correct. or is that? And then we talked about we've been talking about suffering, mm-hmm. and then how are we suffering together with Christ? Uh, these are two questions that that pop out. Well, me, Sebastian, immediately right the the concept of Abba was kind of like a Jewish familiar way of saying like Daddy or Papa or whatever you know people use, and and so that that concept of Abba. You know, being this endearing term mm. right? <clears throat> that he's he's essentially trying to drive us back to the nature of that closeness of relationship. You're not being adopted under bondage or you're being adopted in this spirit in which you're actually embracing. You can call him Abba Father. Mm. You're that close to him. But then that nature that Jesus is so excited to welcome you into the, the royal family, mm. to call you his brother and to say, look, I'm not going to keep this inheritance from myself. We're going to be joint heirs together. Mm-hmm. And then he he understands that because we are now sons of God, mm-hmm. the same way that Jesus, in perfect reflection of the character of God, lived on this earth, he suffered. Mm-hmm. He was mistreated. He was misunderstood. He was betrayed. He went through struggles in the wilderness and temptation and all these types of things, he's saying, by suffering together, we're going to be glorified together. And ultimately, mm-hmm. he's saying that that difference between that struggle before, that struggle after now, is that you have hope. Mm-hmm. That's the core element here. It's like, through the Spirit, through this relationship with Christ, yeah, you're struggling, but the difference is you have hope. Mm-hmm. There's an end goal. Yes, this yes, can yes, change yes. in the end. Yeah. And so I, I think that's a profound thing that he's trying to draw out in those two points. Yes, yes. It's a beautiful themes here. There's there's hope, there's the Holy Spirit, there's love, there's suffering, there's I mean it's all inclusive. I guess the this this passage for me is a, uh, an interesting diagnostic. Um, how many of us can can actually call da- uh, uh, God daddy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 affection, which is not something that comes naturally to to no. many of us. God is a distant God. We may even acknowledge God's presence, mm-hmm. God's power in our life, God being provident in our life. But to say that, I mean, we're tight. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, we're we're super tight. Mm-hmm. And then to even call him daddy, it's without a long-term relationship. That's kind of an awkward thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it makes you think about, the, I think it was Siku in a previous episode that says, hey, or what, I don't know if it was you, it was, they were sitting here. Um, they were saying, hey, I'm just going to live my life. And before Jesus comes, I'm going to just repent. And then, boom, I'm in the good. Right? right? It's a mathematical calculation. But there is an invested relationship that mm-hmm. takes time. So you can't live the life that you want to live. And all of a sudden, oh, I'm sorry for everything. And then, hey, daddy. you know, And right. it, it just doesn't work out. <laughs> Oh, awkward. synthetic, awkward <laughs> relationship. Yeah. And Jesus says, I know you not. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what What are some, some instances in your guys' lives where you feel, where you know that this is suffering that God has ordained for you and uh, you have either overcome or you're still overcoming or, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're relying on the hope of God <laughs> on... Jonathan, I don't know. I would, I don't know if I would consider suffering. I don't know if people would look down on that. But like sometimes I feel God puts certain people in my way mm. uh, to really humble me and to make my, me more patient and kind. Mm-hmm. I know there's a very first world kind of suffering, but yeah. uh, you know that's that's something that just popped into my mind, and yeah. and I embrace and I thank God for it because it shows 
that there's still a lot he has to work on in my yeah. heart. Social suffering is one of the most common ways that, that God brings different types of people of different characters and different personalities and they rub us in the wrong way. Maybe that's you. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your in-laws. Or maybe it's just you being by yourself. We need the strength to embrace the suffering that God has foreordained. That is my prayer. Hopefully that's all of you out there. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week here in Unverse as we study the wonderful book of Romans on the science of salvation. God bless you guys. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.